All right, it's time to answer the age-old question. We're going to play the game FMK, F, marry, kill. All right, you've got to F one, marry one, kill one. Chinese food, Italian food, and Mexican food. All right, which one are you marrying? I think you Italians better go first on this. (laughs) You know exactly where I'm going. I am marrying that Italian food 1,000%. 100% me too. Marrying the Italian, okay? Oh, yeah, easily. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm gonna yeah. hop on the bandwagon. Actually, uh, I'm gonna marry that nice little Italian girl. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. That I could eat All every right. day. Uh, yeah. yeah, easily. It's 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 versatile. It's pizza. Can... It's macaroni. It's okay. So what? What? All right. So what are you gonna kill off? I know Jim is gonna hate me, but Chinese food goes for me. That is the bottom of the totem pole for just, for my liking. Disgust me. Ah, uh, yeah. I can't live without egg rolls. I can't live without dumplings. Mm. I would, I'm close to marrying Chinese food. Like That's where I'm yeah. at on this. Do you get I, your I Chinese food delivered? Because I get God, mine delivered, no. and it's no. amazing. Oh, really? Oh, Nothing better right. than sitting there on a Sunday and seeing that lady come up with that plastic yes. bag with the paper bag inside. Yeah. Miley, uh-huh. Smiley on it. Mine, yes. mine doesn't deliver. Mine's oh. like four minutes away, but still, it's it. That's why you want to kill the Chinese food. How crazy food. is that? Maybe, See, maybe that's it. You got See, me think about that bag. I, Don't you love how packed it is, too? It's packed. Yes. Always. Always. I love it. And when you have Stapled, a good yeah. Chinese place, it's there's like almost nothing better. But that's, it's, that's it's like so hard to find one sometimes. Yeah. That's like it's true. part of the problem. Once yep. you find one, you got to marry it. You got to exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, I always used to kill off Chinese, but then I have kids, man, and kids are picky. So we eat Chinese food yeah. on the reg in this house. So like ready? Like. <laughs> I am going to kill off Italian food. Whoa! And here is why. Hear me yeah. out. Hear me oh out. Remove pizza from the equation. Remove pizza from the equation. It does not hold a candle to that delicious fish taco or burrito or it. I can't. I can't do it. Wow. I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry I'm, Mexican food. Lasagna, ravioli. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm it all the same. Yeah. I just I'm hung show. out with your father and your mother, and I'm gonna call them and uh, ride on you. Yeah, all right. It's, it's time to start the show. Chicken parm. Welcome to the Western Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> Right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in cooler? Oh, that just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. <laughs> Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome back to an Extra Credit episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to kill off Italian food. I love Chicken's pizza oh, way too much. Uh, <laughs> you little troll. You little troll. We've got uh, the, show. The, the Hop God's back. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, Jimmy Polo's here and Michael Workrate. We are taking a break from our uh, eight chapters of the summer of 1998 in wrestling and uh, we're doing a little bit of a, a SummerSlam preview but as usual you can find us on Instagram 
and threads at extra cooler and join <laughs> us over on on uh discard discord sorry um yeah i'm really Wait, excited threads? what about x you said it did you know nope, not doing it nope i'm ready to delete the, that the dmx song yeah it's <laughs> i'm sorry the exhibit song is what i was thinking <laughs> yes oh speaking of letters matt you got an s for us uh, I do have an S, and it's Sean Stasiak, you jerks. I uh, I do have to appreciate the uh, the troll job that happened last week in the in the opening question. There, uh, I was listening on an airplane as I was flying home, and man, I was laughing out loud. And you look like such an idiot as you have earbuds in and you're laughing to yourself in an airplane. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well done, guys. Thanks for holding it down. But uh, I do have. A little bit of housekeeping so let's dive right in uh first and foremost uh my overall rating for the card i think you all gave it a four i'm going four and a quarter for this ecw uh, heat wave it, i i absolutely love the card uh, i think that it was landing with you guys around the four but there's just all those like you guys talked about classic ecw guys there's classic wwf guys in there too um but i think nick may be right that that extra quarter can for me has come because it was following bash at the beach which let's be honest left us yeah. something to desire at the end of the day um even Especially though the way i loved the first half of that card so <laughs> uh we won't belabor that point any further but <laughs> We did talk about Bam Bam Bigelow last week, and this was not the first time we covered a Bam Bam match. In episode 46 was WrestleMania 10, and we covered <laughs> Bam Bam and Luna <laughs> How versus could we Doink forget? and Dink. Yeah, we I was surprised. We forgot a Dink match? We forgot a Dink match. Mikey, work great. This is on you. <laughs> I, I, I think you maybe. I, right. I bet we talked about it for like 1.8 seconds. Yeah, Total. it was probably. You, no, very come quick. on. Us? We that was five cans. in the sink magic. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did give it five cans as a joke, Michael. <laughs> it sounds like his MO right here. That's about right. Uh, and then last on, uh, you guys were talking about Sandman and Bam Bam Bigelow in WCW. Uh, Bam Bam jumped around a whole bunch uh, during his career, and he was in WCW from September 1988 through January 1989, but he would not sign an exclusive deal because of his extensive travel to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, he returned in April of 1990 through August of 1990, then went back to New Japan, then had his real extended run from November 1998 through March 2001, where his final match was a loss to the reason why this S is at the front of my tongue here, Sean Stasiak on Nitro, which was his last WCW match, and then he did not accept the buyout from WWE, and his WCW career was done. I know uh, what I'm watching after this. Uh, we, we finish recording. <laughs> Dial up Stasiak, bam, bam, 2001 Nitro. <laughs> So Sandman here, uh, he signed a three-year deal with WCW back in September of 1998, but debuted on Nitro uh, against Bam Bam Bigelow after he was challenged by Bam Bam. And during the match, uh, he was defeated by Bigelow, but was never given a name on screen during the <laughs> entire segment. Uh, he was later named Hack, H-A-K, and... Uh, <laughs> And his presence was there to bolster the WCW's fledging hardcore division, as listed on Wikipedia. Um, 
really hack competed in the junkyard invitational which was won by fit finley uh he suffered a separated shoulder and a neck injury during the contest uh this turned out to be his final wcw appearance uh because during the recovery he was released as a cost-cutting measure in september of 1999 so just about a year in wcw interesting thank you yeah no problem so I have a feeling I'm going to be talking a whole bunch during this episode because I uh, I went down the extra cooler wormhole, if <laughs> I think I'm going to call it that. Uh, we have a special date coming up for Nick here. August 8th, 2016, you posted a quote-unquote from start to finish, a picture of a drawing of yours, which was Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, uh, where you also delivered the final product just, I think, a day later. Next, you started drawing Cena and Demon Finn Balor as Hasbros, and Extra Cooler was born. So August 8th, 2016, is seven years ago. So we are here on almost the, uh, we'll be off next week, but the seventh anniversary of back then, the extra cooler the, the so, extra cooler uh, i went OG. down that wormhole and i prepared a this is your life extra cooler <laughs> so we've got your your uh elementary school principal has recorded something for us uh we have old girlfriends uh we've got a whole bunch of stuff planned for us here but no Wait, for is carly real. did carly call in today? buckle up boys <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a long but, one but for real, uh, Nick, take us back to August 2016, and I don't think we've ever really dove into the origin story of Extra Cooler here. So no. why don't you take it away and give us give us the history lesson here? All right. So, uh, man, back in February of 2016 is actually where it all began because I had the idea to draw uh, Hasbro's with current roster guys, and you guys were you know my sounding board as per usual. Um, and I fired off some drawings of uh, Kevin Owens as a Hasbro and Roman back in February. And I sent it out to guys like Stack Guy Greg, Sam Roberts, um, uh, Ryan Satin. They all approved. And they were like, you know, glowing words were said about it. And then I didn't really do anything. I got a little bummed out because WWE released the retro line, the, the reboot of their Hasbros and their Hasbro looked exactly like my Kevin Owens, not to, you know, pat myself on the back too much. So and I kind of held Balor quiet. Too. Yes, the Finn Balor one, too. What do, you, what do you think? Can you unpack that a little? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then um, I didn't really do anything with it. And then uh, August rolled around. We were headed to SummerSlam, our second trip to the Barclays. And... Uh, you know, at that point, the merch was like really repug that WWE was putting out there. There was not much like any good merch that they had. It was being worn by other people. So I remember thinking, like, what can I do to have something that'll stand out? And I just revisited the the Sean Hasbro, which was one of my favorites because, you know, he's my favorite. And I drew that, threw it on a shirt and was like, all right, let's see what I can do with this. Uh, I had been following Sheena Chick Foley at the time. And asked for some advice from her, and she helped kind of get things off the ground and get some eyes on it. And 
we went out to to Brooklyn and right off the bat some guy messaged me like the account was like a week or two old and some guy messaged me on the train ride down we bumped into uh you know some now you know friends uh at uh, a bar Oh, before the event oh, yeah the best <laughs> pour, one, pour one out you yeah. know and that's kind of like where things took off and uh for anybody that's probably heard the story of me you know uh, helping aid the name of uh, ecto cooler um i'm not going to tell that story but uh you know back in high school when we were looking for screen names mike here recommended that i use ecto cooler as my screen name and then when yeah, when i was looking for something with this like i said you guys were my sounding board jim you suggested use play off the ecto cooler and go with extra cooler and uh here we are seven years later it's it's insane I can't believe that's seven years. I I can yeah. remember like us yeah. like doing our classic four way text and just batting ideas around, you mm-hmm. know, like which is part most like the most fun part of like you know oh easily operation at least the podcast yeah, it feels side. like it was yesterday. Yeah, and, it really does. And we we all headed down to the Barclays Center. Uh, Nick with his white. <laughs> white yeah, t-shirt white. I don't think I've seen you in a white t-shirt yeah. ever since uh, <laughs> with just Sean on it and yeah it was pretty awesome so I I have a further further history lesson for here so let me let me <clears throat> clear my voice a little bit and uh, let's continue down the path and I'll stop for some questions along the way but you started selling prints on Etsy for the remainder of 2016 after this uh, but really in 2017 it started taking off as you started doing art for a bunch of important people with some big milestones wrapped up in there so the first one was edge on pro wrestling tees you did another hasbro knockoff with that in february but it didn't release until march of 2017 um but really i got the paid big... i got paid sorry i got paid 25 dollars in pro wrestling tees gift card money for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome yo we what all a... gotta start somewhere man exactly yeah, right what an awesome part of that story uh but really this this was the first kind of like break if you will and Zack Ryder, who you had drawn a Hasbro of, you know, the connection to the figure collecting world and everything with with Zack Ryder and Matt Cardona now now named R.I.P. Zack Ryder. But he reposts your art on February 20th of 2017. And you also get him a physical printed copy of that artwork on March 9th, 2017. And again, uh, he he really helps to jumpstart Oh, extra without cooler a doubt. here uh he starts wearing your classic mega powers hasbro t-shirt all over the place and really starts getting attention you continue to move on and connect with people like ted from wrestling for sale like you said sam roberts you did uh for the Macho title Mouse too i think right you did for the title artwork joey janella you did some commissions for chris hero which was really cool yep. as well as maria canellis and mike bennett but like that's a freaking amazing first year like <laughs> tell tell me how important zach Ryder, aka matt cardona was to really getting extra cooler off the ground there's probably no one more important than that man um and the fact that we're still here in 2023 and still talking about stuff that i've had the pleasure of doing with him um but without him i i don't know if i, I mean maybe i would have gotten here but it would have been a much different path i'm sure 
I can't, I can't agree more. That dude has, uh, has been nothing but loyal to you the entire time. And we'll hear some more as we go along. So another really important date in the history of Extra Cooler in 2017 on April 10th, you dropped the from the name and it was no longer <laughs> the Extra Cooler and it just turned into Extra Cooler. I still have artwork up here that says the at the Extra Cooler. It's my, uh, my ultimate warrior Hasbro that's framed on my wall here. Was that a big decision Let's, in your head? Were you toying it for a while, or did you just like this and drop? I don't it? know. I think it was just like get rid of the the. It was just like <laughs> extra baggage. Yeah, you know? in every design, right? Like yeah, exactly. It. It's, it's clean, annoying. Clean. It's cleaner. You're yeah. man. You're a cleanly man. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So 2018 brought some really cool reactions to the series of Hasbro-inspired art that you did for the 25th anniversary of Raw, uh, getting comments and reposts from people like Mick Foley and Chris Jericho. But in early 2018, you really moved away from this Hasbro-inspired art, and you went in with something that we'll call the the little guys uh, were born in April of 2018 when you posted Razor Ramon as a kid in this really cool cartoon style. Um you have continued to change up your style a ton over the years. And I found out and through all of this, this wormhole that I went that like you like Jericho, to do it. Bro. Yeah. You like to do it in the beginning of the year. It happened a lot in like January, February, but Interesting. a lot of, a lot of artists in the wrestling, in the wrestling space in particular have like one continuous style or they have a zone that they love to live in. But for you, you change it up all the time. What, why do you find yourself changing your style so frequently? boredom <laughs> uh boredom and inspiration is more like it it's hard there's so many incredible artists that are out there and like i'm i'm always looking at stuff and always seeing stuff and it, to me it's inspiring and it makes me want to change and try out different things but i also always go back to the fact that i my real job is an elementary art teacher i'm constantly teaching kids different things so, you know, rather than pigeonhole myself into one style, I, I like to explore more. Plus, it allows me, you know, different venues and different opportunities to work with different people because they could be like, hey, I want to do something like this. Can you help me mm -hmm. out? And then the answer is usually yes, like not to, you know, sound overconfident. But, yeah, I like to tell people, yes, I can. And if I can't, then, you know. So if you don't mind perfect... me uh, in, interjecting real quick, but those ideas, when you do think of like changing it up like that, is it like sometimes does it just hit you like in the shower or something like that? Oh, without or, like, a doubt. Is, or do you sit down and think, you know, like, what am I going to do? No, it hits me out of nowhere. Usually it's like when I'm scrolling or looking at other things, but it's, it's rarely like, sometimes I'll sit there and I'll be overthinking it and it's, it's brutal. It's, it, I go in ruts big time and that goes back to what matt's saying like starting it back up every january school year starts in september there's a lull then the holidays start off and you know lately i like to draw holiday inspired things and then january hits and you know we're entering wrestlemania season so some more wrestling inspired stuff can can bounce off makes total sense but you you gave me the perfect segue as you were saying yes to all of these people you went a three-month heater in early 20 uh, 2018 with pro wrestling tees again to signing shirts for people like uh roddy piper eddie guerrero macho man sean michaels is on that list and also rachel ellering comes into the fold for the very first time what do you remember for making all of those designs in a three-month time especially with with sean michaels the sean is michaels the hair, piece is the barbershop yeah the sean michaels piece was like super fast i remember ryan from pro wrestling tees reached out to me and uh, 
<clears throat> he said, I need something done and I need it done right away. And I think it was like right before WrestleMania that this happened, that he cut the ponytail. Um, and he came to me with the idea and I, he's like, I need it, but I need it like in a day. And it wasn't anything crazy, but I remember those things are always hard because it's like, he's got the idea, but he's got to get it approved by Sean. And so I'm drawing stuff, sending it to him, waiting for approval from Sean, bouncing it back. And it goes back and forth so many times. And then next thing you know, Sean Michaels is like reposting the artwork. I mean, there's like, there's nothing cooler than that. Like my favorite wrestler since I was in fifth grade, like, and I'm drawing artwork about him you know, cutting his ponytail off, which he should have done like a decade earlier. He's recognizing it. Yes. That, yes. This is a moment that stands out to me as someone who's a fan of your work, obviously, but also someone who's, who's had like this front row seat to this experience. I can, I, that's one that like is at the top of my list of like Easily. being like, oh my God. Yes. Oh, 100%. And, and the other ones are cool, but like Piper and uh, Macho and Eddie obviously were all deceased when I created that artwork. So it all went through, um, you know, like their wives or ex-wives or whoever holds that stuff accountable. Um, but still incredible to do work like for them. And, you know, and to still see that artwork up on the Pro Wrestling Tees site is pretty cool. So it for those that have not seen it, it's Sean sitting, <laughs> sitting in the barbershop and he's got short hair, uh, the broken glass, and there's a ponytail hanging from the broken glass, and it says heel turn at the bottom of the T-shirt. It's, <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> and the fact that Sean like approved it and saw it, right. was like, all right, that like, yeah. could you imagine what that oh. like to be a fly on the wall when he opens up that? Oh my god! <laughs> I wonder if it I, was I laughter. Him, I imagine him laughing, and laughing chuckling to himself. Yeah, yeah. To is it laughing or being like, oh, this Mark? <laughs> 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 so it was Love April sixth, two thousand eighteen, when that debuted. So yeah, you were right; it happened right before WrestleMania. Uh, twenty eighteen also brought your first of two cease and desist from WWE, <laughs> but we won't talk about that one. Uh, another big milestone was the wrestling for sale pop up that you guys that we all did at the Blind Barber. Hey, that with- means they saw it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, we knew that from the Hasbro thing, though, right? From yeah, exactly. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> uh, the for- wrestling for sale pop-up uh, in Brooklyn again with the Cheap Heat podcast in August of 2019. Oh, pardon me, 2018. Uh, and you now have connected with those Cheap Heat guys as well as Cardona and Myers in person, which you then start finally creating art for the wrestling figure podcast um the major wrestling figure podcast excuse me in september of 2018 the end of september 2018 was another huge milestone for you september 27th in the may young classic you saw your artwork on the television for the very first time with rachel ellering who was then known as rachel evers and the fight for evers t-shirt uh, I remember marking out for this moment so hard. Can oh, you God, tell yeah. me about that process and if there were any special hoops that you had to jump through to have her wear that on television? No, even though that's it was the just craziest the part. Nothing. Nothing did we have to go through. This wasn't the first thing that I did with Rachel, who's also like I rank her in the top five nicest people I've ever worked with. Um and she came to me with this idea. We did a few different variants. And then she was like, after we did it, she's like, by the way, I'm going to be wearing this at the May Young Classic. So your artwork's going to be on the network. And I was like, this is awesome. And I can clearly remember 
Like they used to drop those matches in that tournament like random parts in the day. It wasn't like scheduled like a Sunday event. And I can remember going on my phone at work and like, you know, scrolling through the network trying to find her match just to watch like the intro and to see her with the shirt on is it's still like very surreal to me when I see those pictures and they pop up on my phone. Wasn't that one of the initial things we like in our little chats and our text group, you know, or in person, even at the summer slams, you know, sorry, I sound like Brett there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but to, to the idea of seeing it, like you said in the beginning, oh, Matt, yeah. like, uh, the idea of seeing it on TV. Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. But um, 2019 kicked off pretty huge with, you did artwork around the man, uh, Becky Lynch, and the Kill Bill-inspired gear that she was wearing. Uh, you released it on February 26th, 2019, and then it was hand-delivered to Becky herself by your friend Mosh, uh, along with his with her custom-made Mosh kicks, uh, as he is a, a friend of yours since college. And uh, what Sorry. do you remember... From yeah, what do you remember from that experience, and how did all of that Becky Lynch handoff come about? All right, so let's give you a little bit of credit. It was like she started wearing the yellow right on Raw, leading up to her WrestleMania match, and uh, you were like, "You've got to draw her as Kill Bill." And I remember like spitballing and popping it out in the, in a day because it was like one of those things where you got to do it. You got to get it out because a million other people probably have the same idea. And sure enough, I did it. I posted it. And so many artists, wrestling artists like commented, damn, I had the same idea. Um, and I remember to the advocate for your advocate. Here. Right. Right. <laughs> we haven't heard the term advocate yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, so, uh, Mosh then messaged me. He was like, dude, are you putting this on shirts? Can I get one? So I, you know, printed him up one, sent it to him. He's like, I'm seeing her. I forget where, but he's like, I'm going to bring her a shirt. So sure enough, it got there just in time. He went to raw, gave it to her, made sure to take a ton of pictures, send them to me. It, it, it was wild. That was another thing that was up there just to see someone like that, that, you know, was that that's obviously the peak of her career. There was a sense of pride for me as I was going back and scrolling through this of being like, oh, my God, how awesome was this? Like, this was the next level stuff, man. Like 2019 was like, all right, this is early February. Like, this is amazing. What a what a great start. And we had more things planned for the remainder of the year uh, or you did. And uh, we'll get to that. But, yeah, the. that was when my brain was working more in your artwork space. So maybe I need to turn that back on again and and earn my advocate again. Yeah, I love the way like you got on that so fast. Where it's one of those ideas you were like, you know, right. I had to get on this now. And God, it, it, I remember seeing that and being like, oh, it's the sexiest right. shirt that you've come up <laughs> to this point, or like design. You know, it's it's my, the whole thing is kind of wild because like it's given me like this opportunity to create this stuff, but without having these kind of things that we've talked about up until this point. I wouldn't be able to be doing half the stuff that I'm doing now, and that's mm-hmm. I have a I struggle to pop out stuff like this nowadays thankfully because i'm so goddamn busy you know uh and it's constantly creating stuff for other people and rarely for myself which is not i'm not at all complaining about so that really kicks off in 2019 uh which also brought some stylistic changes again and you really leaned into the mashups so we saw Simpsons as wrestlers. We saw Looney Tunes, Disney characters. You also added Ric Flair to the Pro Wrestling Tees portfolio in one of my favorite 
extra cooler shirts of all time, the jet flying one. You did custom art for Brian Dipperstein from the Cheap Heat podcast and this massive, massive <laughs> Andre, piece of artwork I've ever made. Yes, Andre and Hogan piece, which was incredible. Hell yeah, that was uh, it, awesome. A really, a really underrated collab with Pollyanna, where you did a tribute to the Ric Flair and Steamboat trilogy, which I thought was amazing. Love that. Uh, you did the Wrestling for Sale pop up again. And this time, Rachel Ellering or Rachel Evers at the time uh, levels up your artwork. And now your art is now on NXT television, which is amazing, even more so than just having it on the network for uh, the Mae Young Classic. You have a Marty Skrull piece. Uh, you have custom art for Chick Foley, who you admitted in the very beginning was instrumental in getting this off the ground, too. Uh, but most of 2019 was spending your time illustrating your very first children's book called S's for Suplex uh, through Trism Books. Tell us about all of the time and the experience and what goes into illustrating a book. Exhausting. mentally and physically exhausting so this was you know working with an author ryan uh it it was a lot of fun uh but we kind of went and illustrated a full version of a book that we thought was done and we said all right show it to a few publishers before we self-publish it and sure enough we got our first offer who was just some publisher that just wanted to make some money off of us uh, which we then we actually turned down, and I can remember saying to Ryan, "Pitch it to Trism one more time," because they had like the Cody book, they had uh, the Young Bucks books, and he did, and they were into it, but they wanted edits. So I ended up like redrawing oh, probably like eighty-five percent of the book. Hence, which the fact has that ninety-two was, wrestlers in it. Yes. So talk about it was exhausting. A, yeah. I, the deal was Ryan had to handle all the legalities because I didn't want to touch any of that. That was written into a contract with the two of us. Um, but like every time I go back and try and pit, like throw that book out there, and I look at some of the names in it, like it's wild. You've got MJF in that book. You've got uh, Britt Baker's hidden in that book. There's so many people. Those are the two that always come to the top of my mind. Yeah, there's a ton of of it. It, it so feels many. like half of the AEW roster is in easily, that book. easily. I love the stories and the, the background and like because you're dealing with a lot of individual personalities too. And like, yes. I'm not going to say the name. I don't know if you want to say it, but like, I remember you tell me a story. Like, someone was like came back and was like. Add a few more muscles. Oh, yeah. That's uh, John Morrison. (laughs) And then it turned out. So he was actually one of the ones that we showed when it was done. And he was one of the ones that pushed us to try and find a publisher rather than self-publishing. And uh, then afterwards, he was like, you know, I was just busting you guys chops about adding more abs. Like, (laughs) I love love that story. It's one of my favorite stories from the whole. Right. Oh, Totally. Such such a worker, huh? Uh, 2020 kicks off with you winning a contest with your Macho Mouse design, and you vow to never do a contest ever again. Uh, (laughs) But you're also met with even more stylistic changes as you introduce a Keith Haring series, um, which I thought was absolutely tremendous. But 2020 was really year the year of the commission, as you were really busy working on commissions for indie talent like Danhausen, Ethan Page, Josh Alexander, Rachel Ellering. Again, has been extreme loyal to you uh, and tons and tons of podcasts from both inside the wrestling world and outside the wrestling world. Uh, 
Cease and desist number two comes along in June of 2020, but again, we won't talk about No, that. no, no. Okay, so I want to talk about this one because this one <laughs> I can remember so clearly, and here's why. I could probably dig it up. My son, my second son, was born on June 27th, and I can remember we were going into the hospital on June 26th for my wife to get induced. June 25th, I got the email in bed at night about the cease and desist, and the guy's name is like Michael Witheroth or something like some something pompous. Like anyway, he. <laughs> I remember responding to him, and my response in the email was, "My wife's about to have a baby tomorrow. Like I could care less about this. Like do whatever you want with my artwork." And I just hit send because I was so infuriated that I got the email at like ten thirty at night. Well, it was COVID uh, though, right? This is like it was. June 2020, so he's probably just sitting at home, like yeah. trolling the internet. Like, oh, 100. percent Gotcha, but he didn't realize you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, so yeah. gotcha. ultimate comeback. <laughs> a lot of a lot of times, these well, in the two instances of these cease and desist, it was right around the time that Essence for Suplex was coming out. It you was. did an Instagram live uh, where you read the book and you did a whole activity for kids and did like draw your own wrestler which i thought was incredible i still have that sheet saved it had both of my kids drawing and it was yep. it was tremendous um but right then is when it popped the the second season desist thankfully that's it there's only been two there's none more you've uh, you've gotten more shrewd in the way that you uh that yes. you operate but s is for suplex Except for that officially... skinner shirt you made me <laughs> <laughs> all right all right <laughs> S's for Suplex is officially uh, available in stores and online through Trism Books, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble in August of 2022. Uh, excuse me, in August of 2020. 2020 also brought the launch of this podcast, which you are listening to right now. And 114 episodes later, we are still here Oof. talking into microphones. So thank you to anybody that has been along from all the way back in 2020. But 2020 really finished, as you said, you, t- you like drawing Christmas stuff around Christmas time. And this year, it was very Muppets-inspired. It was the 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, Not everyone may know, but Jim Henson is one of your biggest influences. Uh, What about his work really draws you to him? He's just always been my obsession. Like, if you were to tell me there's, like, one pop culture thing that I like more than professional wrestling, it's anything that Jim Henson does. Like, that's what I always tell people. Like, you might not know this, but wrestling's not number one on my list. <laughs> like, despite what you see on the extra cooler Instagram. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. He's just always been my guy. He's always been my favorite artist. I'm infatuated with him since I was a little kid. Well, it really starts to show even further into 2021 when you really bring back the little guys and they return in a big way. Uh, and this also this really awesome one-line artwork that I thought was really, truly amazing. And I wanted to comment on how much I like that. Thank you. But in 2021 is where you start getting connected with Chalkline. So your art shows up on shorts for the Chick Foley Show podcast. And in August of 2021, you tease that you are working on a 1992 Royal Rumble piece for Chalkline, but it never sees the light of day. How bad does that suck to work on something like that for so long just very, to see it scrapped? Very bad. It, I was like, what, 65% done with the back piece of that, and I thought it was such a cool idea. Uh, 92. We were approaching the anniversary of the 92 Rumble, everybody's favorite Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a cool process, kind of a pain in the ass also, because we had to take certain guys out of the back, that iconic poster, 
but uh, you know, Ric Flair and wins them. Yes, and replace them. them. Yes, yes. That makes conceptually though, from like an outsider, like li- li- that process, listening to you or like hearing you, you know, over how you were gonna do it and like right. which one it should Who? be, and like, and you knew that it's a portion of the internet was gonna crucify you no matter what, right? Yes, one hundred percent. So it was, it was just fascinating, and I, you know. Sad yeah. that that one never saw the light of day, but still, it's, oh. I, I I got to see a lot of it. So, damn and that one didn't get day. to see see the light of day thanks to the winner of that Royal Rumble, Mr. Ric Flair. He had, <laughs> it was in August. He asked for his release from the company, and they basically dumped like every single piece of merchandise and deal that they had with him, and and couldn't do anything. And so they never even got to, like the prototype stage. No, no, no oh. I never even finished it. Oh. I would have murdered for a one of one. In the words of Sid, so bogus. That jacket was going to be good. It would would have been better than the one possibly that actually came to. So we'll we'll get there. That's next year. So 2021 (laughs) also sees your commissions pop off again with uh, podcasts like The Black Announce Table. And you even did artwork for Nick Gage right at the peak of that. But we also you made your way into gallery 1990, uh, excuse me, 1988 with this amazing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ninja rap poster. What goes into preparing for a gallery like that? So it's actually pretty cool because they send out emails, right, of their shows. And it's basically like once you're in, you're in. And they send out like a list of their shows. And they're like, if you want to join any of these, reply to this email. Tell us what you want to join in on. And uh, that one was like, you know, concert posters. And you could pretty much do anything you wanted. And this idea, you know, I shot off a bunch of ideas back and forth with you three as usual. And uh, I landed on this, you know, to me, iconic. And I am I still love that. I have that thing hanging in my classroom. I'm very proud of that piece. It sold out pretty fast uh, at the galleries. And I don't know, man. I've, again, I've been so busy that I have not had a chance to return to galleries. And I'm dying I, to. That was another one of those things, though, we all followed before. Yes, long before right. Extra and Cooler. Like, and then, yep. yeah, to, yeah. You, for you to be able to marry, like, you know that concert poster style, which we all love, right? And um, with you know your passions, our millennial nostalgia stuff, and like to create that, it, mm, just chef kiss. Thank you. <laughs> so 2022 kicks off with a bang as you do a collaboration with Suplex Wrestling for the Great Muda as he is going through his retirement tour. Uh, but 2022 was really all about Chalkline. So. This finally came together. February 4th, a teaser was revealed about the artwork that you did. And then you you officially, you finally released your first officially licensed WWE, WWE item uh, on February 7th, 2022. This had to have been one of the biggest pieces you've ever worked on. So Easily. you touched on the chalk line process before, but tell me about the feeling that you had when you had the physical piece in your hand at the house like that must have been an insane insane cool feeling so the coolest i think was like it got dropped in like late afternoon evening and then like waking up the next morning and i remember one of you sending in our text group like it sold out holy shit it sold out like in 12 hours this thing sold out on their website uh and then feeling it you know like they sent me i think four different like four versions not four versions four jackets they sent me they were like how many do you want and i remember being like i wanted 
two of the smallest sizes for my boys, one for me, and my wife didn't want one because she shares the boys' jacket, which <laughs> she wore to a house show. Um, and then I wanted one for my dad. And uh, it was just, I don't know, it's a very surreal. I think, like, signing the paper on the WWE contract was probably the coolest part. That's amazing. Do you remember so, the first SummerSlam when we went and the chalk lines were popping off? And it yes. Was like, oh, oh, yeah. Man. Like, yeah. Could you imagine then? No. Is that would it like thought even cross your mind? Like uh, that, was, that was 2015. Too, yeah. Right? No. Oh God, no. Then no way. No chance. I didn't uh, think there was a chance. I think it I was... speak for the rest of the guys. I will be buried in that chalk line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it... care what my wife says. I don't care. <laughs> Bury me in that damn chalk line. It, it, it was your really... idea, so. It was really cool that you were able to tie it back to the beginning and it being Hasbro inspired, although it's not Hasbro, bro. Uh, we can't really <laughs> say that, but uh, I think it was really cool. But Yeah, so to I, do, sorry, just to touch on that, the coolest part was that uh, Chalkline said to me, like, listen, here's the deal. WWE does not have a license to these Hasbro figures anymore. It does not exist. So they had to get an agreement basically from WWE that if Hasbro came back and sued them, Chalkline would handle all the legalities of it and WWE would not get screwed. Uh, Hasbro came back from the dead? Is that what we're talking about here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, Hasbro still exists, but, like, I guess whoever was in charge of those figures and stuff, you know, just making sure. Truly fascinating stuff. So in June June of 2022, you went back to Galleries 1998. Jeez, uh, I said 1998. Gallery 1980. Well, we're in the summer of 98. That's exactly it. Uh, and you did a three-part Nicolas Cage series around Con Air, Face Off, and The Rock, which I thought oh, was really yeah. cool. Dude, we have to get you on a friggin' airplane, and we have to get you <laughs> out to Los Angeles for They don't have plethora, it anymore. It's not in person anymore. Oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> uh, but we continue to see more stylistic changes in 2022, and uh, logo work is 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 happening a lot at this time um, in 2022, and continuing into 2023 when you team up again with Matt Cardona and really kick that relationship into high gear. You do the Always Ready shirt, the Cardona the 13th, Always Collecting, uh, the Indie God gear happens right around this time you Incredible. do trading cards you do the deathmatch king uh knock off of the cody t-shirt the mount cardona shirt the indie god mario brothers shirt all of these things happen and this is the very first time that you're seeing your artwork on gear tell us how cool that must have been and then tell us what it's like to work with matt cardona from an artistic standard so seeing my work on gear is is crazy because I that's like a avenue that I never expected to cross like it's not something I ever thought I, I it never crossed my mind like oh I got to design ring gear like it, it never was and he had me do the the indie god stuff and then he was like actually I think we're gonna make this into a gear so here's some more ideas and it blew up it, it's it's surreal to see it I look at his there's times where I look at my DMs and I see like a conversation I'm having with him and then the next man we're going to talk about and one's wearing my ring gear and then the next one's wearing a design that I did on on his shirt. Like it, it's crazy. So come a long way, baby. Yeah. Can, I, can, I ask, can I ask you something real quick? What? Do you get a lot of DMs from weirdos? 
Not as much anymore. In the early days, there was a lot of weird DMs that would happen. Like, draw me. Can you do me an edit? Like, first of all, dude, this isn't an edit. All right, call. Say edit one more time. (laughs) I wish you could stun those people. I would love. Oh my god. uh, DMs. Yeah. (laughs) So what's it? What's it like to work with Cardona? He's the easiest person to work with because he knows what he wants. He comes to you and he says, he comes to me and he tells me, like, this is what I need. This is what I want. He'll show it to me. And if I do something and he wants something changed, he'll be like, he's straightforward, honest. We need to change this. We need to add this. We need to do that. And he knows, that's the best part, is he knows exactly what he wants. There's never a a window for me to be like, or I should say not never, but rarely there's a window where I should be like, hey, we should throw this in there. Because he knows. He knows what he wants. He knows what sells. And that man is a genius. That's amazing. So after Cardona, you you mentioned briefly that you are starting to work with somebody else. Uh, Dax Harwood of FTR reaches out to you. And your first design hits screens with AEW on March 6th of 2023. And Dax is wearing the newly designed FTR shirt designed by yours truly, the extra cooler. Uh, <laughs> Man, then you get artwork on FTR gear, and this this is a big one, man. Tell us how this came about and what it's like to work with Dax and AEW, for that matter. Dax is another one who is super easy uh, to work with because he comes to you, and he, he comes to me knows exactly what he wants. And this one was wild to me because— You knew I, they were staying before anybody else. Yes. Well, he could. It was funny. He like tried to work me and like couldn't say it. But like I got to find the quote in there. But um, he he like dug up some artwork that I drew like six months previous and I hadn't reposted it or anything. And he was like, hey, man, I like this. Can we can I have it? And he like so I sent him a copy of the print for his bar. It's like, by all means. And then, like, a week later, he's like, I've got an idea for a shirt. Would you want to do it? And I remember asking him, like, when would it be on TV? Because they hadn't come back yet. Or I was like, no, when will it be out? He's like, well, I need you to sign an AEW release form. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, sure enough, he showed up with it. And then, like Matt said, the other one was on their trunks. Like, it's wild. And spoiler alert, I'm currently finishing up a piece for their ring gear for the the next big pay-per-view at Wembley Stadium like that they're going to be wearing on their asses it's just Sick. really 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 cool uh you posted that art in July uh and he didn't come to you until yeah, well, the next February year. yeah it was February because so, we were driving up to New Hampshire to go on va- right. uh, a winter vacation with you and your family and I yes. remember saying to my wife um please respond please read me this this text message <laughs> and respond for me <laughs> and that text was to Dax. <laughs> yes, to Dax. The Wembley uh, Stadium thing. To think about watching, like you were, I, you know, I was with you, so I know you were watching '92 SummerSlam in Wembley Stadium. To think, like, what thirty-one years later, you, you know what I mean? That's it's, it's absurd and it's amazing. There's there is a lot of those. Hey, 
why don't you tell eight-year-old self that you're going to do this later in life type scenarios. (laughs) And another one of those happens in 2023, most recently designing a shirt for Pod Meets World. And you did shirts and work for Topanga (laughs) and the gang. Like, how friggin' amazing is that? That one's one's wild. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this this comes to fruition in... uh, you know, in this summer. Uh, And now we're sitting here recording on August 1st, going through all of this. And this is your life extra cooler. Uh, I do have a few extra questions for you, but I I appreciate you guys all sitting through 45 minutes of uh, extra cooler history and chat. I'm I'm so happy and so enjoying this entire thing. It's amazing. This is why we're here. So (laughs) what is your most prideful moment, piece, or opportunity that extra cooler has afforded you? This is hard, man. The jacket's up there with Chalkline because not only to get to do that and, you know, say I have the WWE licensed merchandise, um, but to then see people wearing it is so crazy. Then on top of it, just the FTR work, the the Indie God stuff with Matt Cardona, like, and not to be corny, like, I've met so many people people that I never would have imagined meeting you know we went to SummerSlam the first year it was at Barclays in 2015 and we bumped into Frank the Clown and Noel Foley and we completely mm-hmm. marked out that. completely marked out and then fast forward what eight years from then I never in a million years would have imagined even uh we would that just this went would to the impact show in Poughkeepsie you yes to Sam Roberts there yes and had a conversation with him yes like, it's, him, yeah. it's wild I always love seeing like you. I know you. You know I've known you a long time, and I know you're a wrestling fandom. And some guys you don't like, and then all of a sudden, like you, they either like your work or do something like that, and then you're like, ah, come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly. laughs> that, those are like my favorite little moments along the way. Or this guy unfollowed me. He's dead to me. <laughs> K fade, brother. <laughs> yeah. So I I have two more, but I need to cite my source for this question. Uh, Aaron McCall, another artist uh, out there, has just launched, and I absolutely loved his first season of Bad Idea Social Club podcast. Um, And he always asks his people during these interviews, do you have any regrets? Now, I'm asking you this as the artist, not the man. So this is extra cooler. Do you have any regrets? Yes, a lot. (laughs) <laughs> I don't some that I can't talk about um because I I can't really discuss here. I can discuss in the Discord if you want to chop in hop in there for uh, some more details. Ooh, um, wow, what a plug. What a plug. But uh <laughs> man, I don't I, I'm sure there's a few, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I I I just can't. And shout out to Aaron McCall because I love his podcast, and uh, he actually invited me on for season two, which oh, I'm I pretty excited wait. about. Can't wait. All right, I, my... let me ask you something real quick, Nick. When go when uh, you see like somebody wearing your stuff out in the wild, do you just go up to them and be like, "I drew that"? <laughs> so actually, <laughs> brings out a sharpie and just signs it on their shirt without yeah. them even asking. We when we went to Access WrestleMania 35. We bumped into um, one of the Mattel guys, and I remember he was wearing um, the shirt that I had done for the Major Figure podcast, mm-hmm. and it, it was the the Statue of Liberty holding the Hasbro oh, ring. Yeah. And I walked right up to him. I was like, "Yeah, screw it. You know what? He's gonna yeah. know that I made that." And it, it's wild. 
wild that it actually happened and that we saw someone wearing it. But the yeah. peak moment be for you if you know we talked about the DMs, we talked about the chalk line jacket, and the Topanga thing, the Boy Meets World things really got me to think about this. If Jennifer Love Hewitt DM'd you and said, "Can you make a chalk line jacket of me?" Would would you retire like after you did that? Yes, would that be it. All yes, right. yes, one hundred percent. I'm done. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. Uh, I have my last question, and what keeps extra cooler alive? What keeps it going? As frustrating as the algorithm is, it's the likes, man. The likes, the comments, wow. the messages. The all right. That's definitely a part of it, man. Just getting the reaction from people is huge plus having an outlet just to to do creative stuff um of course my kids get a kick out of it and my five-year-old is starting to understand wrestling more and while he doesn't know some of the guys that i'm working with necessarily he'll see them i'll show him pictures of them on instagram and he's starting to get a kick out of that um my job for the same reason like little kids that i work with think it's cool like the stuff that i'm doing you know my friends my family there's there's just so much motivation in this that you know it could go on forever that's that's really awesome and i even i i'm searching for it in my long list of notes that i did for this uh insane idea that i had over the last couple of days but even your son's artwork has now shown up yeah. on the yeah. extra cooler uh, uh feed here which is really amazing to see you fostering and really cultivating a next next generation of artists here and i hope that that's exactly what you're doing in your shoot job brother as, uh, as an elementary school art teacher so it, it's really amazing to be along for the ride uh i love just watching you bob and weave throughout the chaos that is the uh the wrestling art world and and getting through all of that so uh man and that's... if and, and if i didn't say it like enough or get the point across like you three guys not to be corny like you guys are what keeps this going you know like if if it weren't for our chat and like the motivation and the ideas the countless ideas that i've bounced off of the three of you like i would not be here doing this you know i I can speak for the rest of the other guys like i know like like you're talking about the the man shirt before like when we float an idea to you as non-artistic people and you're able to put that idea into the world yeah, and like create it. It's such a cool thing to see, and it's I'm well, so thank you. What a ride! So yeah, it's awesome to see. Thanks, so, guys. Nick, extra cooler. This is your life is officially over. Thank you. <laughs> I will hand the floor off to you, <laughs> and uh, I think the original plan was not to uh, to go to close to an hour. To, yeah, not to go close to an hour, but we are going to. Uh, probably release this as a bonus episode um in a week's time for when we're recording right now so yeah why don't you take us home why don't you take the floor and uh we can go from there so yeah uh, thank cheers, you guys man. anybody that's followed me at extra cooler followed my artwork tap that like button left a comment had a commission done listen to this podcast um here's to to seven more years or more um next week we are returning with part one of SummerSlam 1998 uh i can't wait to talk about this pay-per-view and and dive right in so don't forget to follow us uh and subscribe rate review you know do all that fun stuff and uh 
We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Later. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, that blew my mind. <laughs> the, rhino, the rhinos and uh, extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nice. nice.